Welcome to Cinema Marketing. The trailers may have lied to you, but we won't. I'm Mike. I'm Lewis. And uh, we are Anthony Liss for this uh, episode. He and Nina are in a, a weeks long battle with COVID. Um, yeah, and we, they're not winning. It's it's not <laughs> it's not looking great. I've already uh, I've already dug the dug the I'm the writing a eulogy and it's yeah. moving um, and beautiful. Now, they're they're pretty much close to recovering. But like, you know, we, we had a, a lot of uh, a big gap in content and, you know, we're going to have a lot of superhero bullshit on here so like yeah it's like yeah i don't need to be on this episode we're still working on getting the wizard episode uh started up because you know that one's a little bit behind but thank god for market research just keeping you all tied it over yeah well yeah i should we should be getting to the the wizard episode at some point this month uh and then uh, the mario movie will be coming as well which let's face it all the all the fanfare and excitement's really behind this mario movie episode yeah. i mean that's what we're all building to here yeah. it's gonna be our new uh our new morbius uh, <laughs> even though in a, like in, like in a good way where it's like oh it's or like uh, the sonic 2 of this year oh man oh, sonic 2 yeah beautiful all right. Well, all right yeah let's start with some trailers uh as we are normally do uh and this movie is for a an a24 movie that was uh, uh released at sundance this year and it's called past lives and this movie is about um an asian woman and uh her uh childhood friend from back home who they uh reunite again uh but she's already like married with a husband and it's like what could have been and all that very like in the mood for love and yeah like, a lot of like even just there are shots that just look right out of that movie um and and it's it looks it looks beautiful like gorgeous that yeah that we were too. sitting here watching it and lewis is like i'm like too emotionally invested in this like I'm yeah no cry like, watching this movie i'm almost like like i'm like is this like a bad trip like is that did they show too much that like i'm i'm like this this like emotionally invested like is is it gonna like be able to like live up to that yeah but like oh man i mean i i'm i'm so fucking on board for this like i i if we weren't doing it for the show like i would have just like i would have ended the trailer like after 20 seconds be like yep nope yep you got me i'll sure do it do with me what you will yeah no uh and also yeah coming from 824 like you know like you know with this minari and like you know everything everywhere they you know seem to be you know pushing more yeah. uh, Asian-led stories and, like, you know, it's a good thing that uh, there's a studio out there that's, you know, willing to, you know, put that out there. Um, the Farewell as well was another... Uh, oh, yeah. Man, yeah. remember when Aquafina was gonna yeah. <laughs> was gonna have, like, an indie darling movie career and then... <laughs> and then she's in Renfield. <laughs> <laughs> oh... Uh, well, yeah, moving from that, like, very emotionally, uh, you know, involving, devastating movie. Now we're into Tetris, <laughs> something that has been just as uh, personally devastating across my lifetime, uh, just because of the amount of hours that I've lost to it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I totally get that. I, I get, like, Tetris phases. Like, I'll, I'll get, like, a week where, like, I get super into Tetris, like, once a year, maybe. Yeah, when Tetris 99 came out, that was, oh, like, the end boy. of Oh, boy. Yeah, Sarah didn't see me at all. Yeah. My she, mom like, slipped was my food out of the door. My mom would take my Switch from my room <laughs> and play Tetris 99. Have you played Tetris Effect yet? Um, I, Which one is that? Uh, That's, like, the, the, the most recent one that came out. Like, like it's, it's so... We got to get like baked as hell and and play redacted. Tetris Sorry, we have to get redacted as hell and and, and play Tetris Effect because it's it's great. It's it's fucking awesome. Yeah. It's a vibe. Oh, yeah. So this is an Apple TV Plus movie, <laughs> which that kind of deflates a little bit of the air out of the balloon. But 
I mean, I guess if there was any game that like deserved like, you know, a story about it, like, yeah, Tetris, it's not just because the trailer starts out and it's like, oh, my God, it's the most revolutionary game of all time. And it's like, all right, I've seen these tropes before, but it's like, you know, the 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 the, the involvement of like, you know, the Soviet Union and like, you know, the, the trying to get Tetris over to America is a pretty, you know, uh, I guess an involving story of one a deeper history than most video games would allow themselves to so if there had to be like you know a video game biopic i'm like sure i guess um but it, I, I don't know. Yeah. it looks like it could be like you know some like you know decent middle brow entertainment it looks like i have to say it, it looks kind of like like a made for tv movie like it's just not that's, like a visually i think interesting that's what being an apple movie makes is it feel like. yeah i it, it it looks very very bland and it and it, it it's becoming you're right like it's becoming like an apple tv plus like look like this and like severance which i hear is incredible and and i've been meaning to check out like they all they all have like this this kind of like norm core like like bland i feel like every streaming service movie has that like i feel like i I see that with netflix really okay yeah for netflix i feel like it's like just like overproduced like like mush like i don't Mm -hmm. uh like Netflix, I just yeah, I I think I was, it's I, I was saying that like each streaming service has like its own visual like you know oh, yeah, identity, yeah. but it's like all different shades of like you know just blandness, I guess, because <laughs> it's not like oh they all have different identities, so they all look like you know different. It's like no, they all just look kind of boring and safe, but in this but in different ways. I don't yeah. know. It's a weird way to describe it. I, mean, I sometimes I wonder to myself, like, am I just sick of looking at everything? Like, is that is that like I'm sick of this? movies and visual? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> like, yeah. Do I do I hate movies now? Yeah, it, I think it's also just like at a point where, like, I guess we'll talk about this more with like you know some of the higher budget stuff. But it's like everything is just. I guess so like you know done in post that like everything yeah. just looks like like even when I watch movies that are like all right this is clearly a set and they're you know wearing real costumes but I'm like I still just like I I could believe that this whole thing is a green screen like I don't believe that I'm seeing anything yeah. real anymore I, there there's there's like a couple offenders this month where I I was like and we'll get to them later where I was just like I was so fed up like with with like I was I was like I it wasn't even worth leaving the house like <laughs> like this the quality that I'm getting here like this is like shit like Nickelodeon produced like in, uh, in 2005 like it's embarrassing well, speaking like, of movies that look like they were produced by Nickelodeon studios the, ne- <laughs> the next three are just oh man all right well first off Fast X Fast and Furious 10 where it's like are we calling the movie Fast X or is it Fast 10 because I'm not calling it anything because this series like just does not exist to me. Like I've completely like it, it means nothing to me. I I don't engage in any any of the the hype or excitement, even the discourse when that comes. I don't I don't read it. I don't what, know. Of it. What I don't want anything to do with this. And, what could fucking Fast and Furious discourse be other than just like room cargo fast? They're like, it's about cargo fast. And there's another fact. It's like, no, it's about family. And then they just go back and forth forever. Here's the thing about this series now. It's like you could say like, OK, the originals had like, you know, this this like kind of trashy, low budget yeah, like yeah I mean, like, low they, budget they were like B movies. Yeah. Like, yeah. And then, like, okay, like five and six, it's like, all right, now these are, we're going to be like, you know, we're, we're beefing it up a little bit. They're going to be a little bit more fast paced, high octane action movies. That's good. 
then when Paul Walker died and then it's like they they had to like we have to take this series seriously now. Like it's not just about car vroom vroom go fast and like big action. <laughs> it's this it man's be, legacy. It has to yeah. be about like, oh, we're all about the family. And that's what all of these movies post seven have had to be. They all look just so self-serious. And it's all about like who's the villain and like the, the interpersonal drama that he has with Dom. And then it's like, oh, and then like. I just and then we're getting like all these big name actors to be in them, like not even just like, oh, like John Cena and wrestlers and other like, you know, like beef guys like like Jason Momoa. Yeah, but we're getting like fucking Brie Larson in in this movie at this. Yeah, like like, I like I can't imagine in any universe with just because we just watched this trailer and there's so much happening in this. There's so many characters there's there's no way any of this is satisfying like like i just like i just don't believe it i i I don't believe it and and like i get like and i I, the fast and the furious is like how i feel about that like how you feel about superhero movies like for sure we're like it's just like a complete like disc like nothing like i don't get it It, because it's it's, this never-ending series where like there's no stakes and like the villain becomes like part of the team and then but everyone's telling me that it's actually great and actually brilliant and i just like i'm not convinced and i don't i don't want to be convinced and i don't want to like shit on anyone's shit but like i want to stop seeing it all the time but i do think it's fucking crazy at 10 we should think about stopping vin diesel like what the shit like why is this still happening let go brother like i go back to triple x go back to triple x there's only two of those (laughs) they already did like uh, xander cage uh the return no just just, there was a third no that was there there was a third movie okay fine make go get up to eight with that one and then maybe think about going back to fast and furious triple x something different I need something else. I need yeah. something else. That's that. No, I feel like this movie, this, they took like, again, this franchise that again, it's like an underground, like bottom tier. Like, I, I don't want to like shit on the original movies too much, but it's like, you know, they were a little bit of a trashy, like, yeah, but they're, they're the best ones for that. Like yeah. that's, that's why they're the most watchable. Yeah, and then they, they took that and now it's like, they're a cinematic universe. Yeah. Like they, <laughs> they marvelized. It's rough. People yeah. bought into it. I'm I'm Hispanic. Every other Hispanic person I know is obsessed with this franchise. Uh, it's just like it's part of a. It's sort of like I feel like a bad Hispanic for like not liking it. So I deal with that too. So like that's another thing it did to me. I think there was this a, is racial I think, abuse. I think there film. was a previous episode where you said that the Fast and Furious movies were like if tribal tattoos were movies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, really, I don't know if I said that, but it is the but that's the best way you could possibly describe <laughs> it. Yeah. Oh. God, I, I want to try to rank the last three movies on like how much I'd want to see any of them. The next one is, oh boy, another one of the Disney Plus remakes, Peter Pan and Wendy. Now, when you, yeah, before I told you that this was David Lowry, you were like, this looks like dog shit. This is the worst thing. Yep. And then as soon as I said David Lowry, you're like, oh, I'm in. I'm sold. This yep. looks great. 100%. Oh. Look. I understand like the likelihood that I'm going to get burned on this, but that's my boy. That David Lowry, that's my guy right there. So I'm not, I'm not gonna do him dirty. I'm, I'm gonna fuck. It. I will. I haven't been subscribed to Disney Plus for months. I'm gonna resubscribe for the month that David Lowry puts the stupid pee pee poo poo movie out. And it looks, it looks bad. It really is a bad trailer. But I'm here. For, I'm ride or die for it. Yeah, because he has not let me down. I love everything this. He man hasn't. Does. But, but think of Disney and specifically Disney Plus. How much times that they have got it. I gotta give him the benefit of the doubt. I got to do it unless he unless he dms me and tells me not to watch it it's happening peach dragon was in a po- in a pre disney plus world i think it's an exception i think now it's like there is no 
go. There is no exception now. Got to so. see it through. Got to do it. Because I'm looking at this trailer and it's like, I think it's been you know going around like it's just like the, the the visuals are just like so like you know bland and like especially the interiors i think the, the interiors are fucking sh- like dark yeah. like like no atmosphere like they like and not dark like oh they're using shadow to contrast or anything like that it's not a fucking german expressionist movie or anything like that it's just that it everything just looks so blue like everything is so darkly blue and you can't see visually much i think that some of the the outdoor like in the forest stuff i'm like all right i could see that the guy who made the green knight made this shot i guess i don't think that the rest of the movie is gonna look like on that same par or anything like that but it i was like it it, at least some of like you know the the woodland scenes looked a little bit more i guess exciting but it's I, I, how many times are we going to do this live action Peter Pan thing? Like not even it's just like so many. Of yeah. Them. And how many times are we going to have a live action Peter Pan who is not a short redheaded woman? I think that that's the only thing that you could do now. To Mike like, just know. like really like short redheaded women. So this but is, I, I this think is that, just that's a, part of a, Peter a, like, Pan's legacy is usually played by like a pixie cut woman. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I, I think it's it's far beyond that point. We should only be asking, like, why are these movies still happening? Yeah. <laughs> like, they happen a lot, like way too often. And it's there's never an even semi interesting. There uh, was even the guy who made the Beast of the Southern Wild had like his own uh, like Peter Pan yeah. movie. You know, that, if they ever have you ever read uh, Peter Panzerfaust? No, it was a, a comic that Image did, and it was it was like Peter Pan, but like in World War Two. It was it was actually it was it was really cool. Like the Lost Boys were like Peter Pan in World War Two sounds like just the most fucking Reddit thing. That- yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I as I said it out loud, I, I kind of heard it, but I, I, I it was a it was a great series. I, I would prefer something like that to just it's Peter Pan. Yeah, because I want to know, like, what is the angle with this? It can't just be like, oh, it's the original Peter Pan story again, because it's called Peter Pan and Wendy. So there's there's an expectation that, like, oh, this is going to be something well, a little to be different, fair. Like the original Peter Pan could have been called Peter Pan and Wendy. Yeah. It, like, it, well, there, like I said, the guy who she's made the, the lead Beast, character. Like I said the guy who made the Beast of the Southern Wild did uh, made his Peter Pan movie was just Wendy. And it was like, you know, very much in his own style of just like, you know, dirty kids running around in the woods. <laughs> dirty kids running. I didn't see the movie. I would have liked to, but uh, you know. <laughs> but it was a live action Peter Pan movie, so I didn't. Uh, I like when you when you think of Peter Pan the Lost, which like it's just so dirty. They must be so dirty the whole time. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, speaking of speaking of people who are a little dirty, Flash. Uh, uh, Ezra Miller. So listen. I saw this this trailer when we, we saw it for the first time during the Super Bowl. Right. Like, like the 30 like a, second like cut of it. Yeah. yeah. Kind of like a truncated version where it's like they really just showed like, you know, the action collage. Yeah, at the I think end. like they just like learn that you don't actually need to pay for like the ad ad space to do three minutes, you know, which is probably like prohibitively expensive. Like it makes much more sense to just be like, here's here's a teaser yeah, uh, and then just direct them to a video on your website. Like, yeah, of course, because there, there was also like f- there were like four movie trailers at the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, they did not. But really- they, they didn't run there. They don't run full trailers anymore. Like they used to like literally like you'd get like the green band and everything. And like they would run a full trailer during the Super Bowl. They don't do that anymore. It's too expensive. 
and too many people use YouTube for trailers. It just makes no sense. Yeah. So like when I saw it and it's like, you know, the big reveal is it's Michael Keaton as Batman again. And it's like, ah, don't care. I can't, at all it's just, about I that. just feel like it's just so such we're getting to the point where like this is just such pandering like trying to recreate spider-verse like every it's like oh we're gonna have all the batmans live action batmans I'm, do you think christian bale's gonna show up no imagine no val no no <laughs> imagine getting val kilmer to fucking put on a bat suit in this day and age at the, I, like, this the, point in his life we just had to like delete a bit and I just for the sake of not having to go back and we should get off the topic of Val Kilmer and, and coming back as, as Batman, because that's the funniest thing I could possibly imagine <laughs> happening. <laughs> There's no version of this conversation that is appropriate, so we should move on. Yeah. <laughs> but no, no, no. any I, other aspect. But of yeah, this. no, it's like this movie, they they pushed it for so long because Ezra Miller was, you know, one of the biggest. Well, I mean, not even before that happened, like this movie was a fucking disaster. No, yeah. And also, but it's like, so I finally see this trailer and it's like, oh, okay, so not only is Ezra Miller in the movie once, it's two of them. They're in, there's going to be two Ezra Millers running around this movie the whole time. Like, how imagine it's like, not only we can't get we got to get rid of one guy. It's like, no, he's in there. It's in there they're in there twice. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you totally start to see why they're, they were like, well, we have to just make this Ezra Miller thing work because because they're imagine two people. They spent so much money to make two Ezra Millers <laughs> for the whole movie on top of. How expensive it's, it keeps getting funnier. The whole Ezra Miller thing keeps getting funnier. It's so great. I like never wanted to end, even though I hope anyone he has harmed is very healthy and happy and okay. But it's so fucking funny. The way like the studio is just like like this fucking monster. It's like the literally the episode of Smiling Friends with the the frog that's just <laughs> oh, just God. beating the shit out of people. <laughs> Uh, <sighs> that's like a, that is a great analogy for Miller, uh, debacle it's just it's just, just like frog. lighting things on fire and strangling people like literally strangling people is what the frog did <laughs> <laughs> oh god but yeah i fucking the, the nerve of like james gunn to be coming out and saying that this is one of the best superhero movies that he's ever seen i'll tell you what i'm i'm really looking forward to it i i realize the ridiculous amount of shit i just talked about it but i'm i'm really looking forward to it still i i i have a morbid I curiosity like i just want to see like how fucking cluttered it's gonna be like yeah how, how yeah. much how much of a of a quarter are they gonna write themselves into this particular storyline that they're adapting or like it seems like very loosely adapting is like something that like i really do like i i really love because like it was it was like a a big point of like where where i re-entered comic fandom like it was and it, it was the the spark of like what became like the new 52 um and all of that and i i, I really like like the story like with barry and and going back to save his mom and and what that means and what that results in and it's all it's like a great it's a really great before they became so passe and so fucking uh just un, unbearably uh you know uniform uh the it was a really fun multiverse story before they got unbearable. Before multiverse <laughs> stories became just the thing you do now. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. It was a really cool one, and I, it may have been the last great one, like as far as superheroes are concerned. Um, I hope this is the last one. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, it's not. It, <laughs> it's definitely not. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so yeah. I, I'm just hoping that 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 I, I I can enjoy some of that stuff. I also I I'm a big Batfleck person. Like I, I think that he is great, despite how you feel about those movies. I think it's hard to argue that he is not good as Batman. I'd also just like it. Just seems just so like clutter where I'm like I just don't know like what is what what is the angle you're going they're going yeah for no here, idea it's like are you because it's like are you keeping the original like dcu members or are we getting rid of them is batman good is ben affleck still staying on is like are we erasing everything except for viola davis and jason momoa and it's like are we picking and choosing which ones we like and which ones we don't for like um, going forward in maybe. Like, continuity it kind of seems like that is the case you know what i also it's very i was also thinking i was like why why do they keep doing why do they feel the need that like we have to do cinematic universe stuff? Because their standalone stuff, the Batman and the Joker, they were way more financially successful and yeah. also critically acclaimed. Black Adam flop. Fucking Birds of Prey flop. Like they yep. and this Shazam 2 looking really rough like yeah no look i i don't know that like a cinematic universe is like the best idea like business-wise i i i i I am excited about like what has been put in place and that's like like what we talked about a couple months ago or no last month with it with the uh all the james gunn announcements and and stuff like if this is the plan like i I think it's a good plan and and I can get behind that plan, but you're totally right in that like they it's not the only way like they they really could do just fine making making a lot like just like using that same like production scale like just make a lot of standalone movies like, yeah, like put a lot if, of talent behind you want to use like, the flash as like oh this is going to be the turning point where it's like oh we're going to reset yeah. the universe it's like reset it so that way we don't have to like you know be all connected like these could all be you could all make it like, you know, individualized would, movies the way that we used to genuinely cool. If like, you know, like they, they set a precedent where like with DC where it's like anyone can do anything like with these characters. Like, do you, can you imagine like, that? Make like public domain? Like, no, I just mean like, like even like within the studio, like for them to be like, we're, we're going to take like the flash and like give it to David Lowry and be like. Do do what you want. Use bring any character in, cast whoever you want. Like just like yeah, letting would. them get fucking crazy, and then like letting them be like hold the integrity of their products. Still, just by being it's a multiverse thing. Like it's because <laughs> that's it's not what, like I main. mean. At least that's what comics do. Like you could make yeah, and and people make amazing like pieces of literature based off of that concept. Like there's there's great stuff there, um, but whatever this is, and it it it, it doesn't quite look pretty, but it has. Andy Muschietti kind of all over it like you I do kind of see it it looks just like again another very overly produced studio blockbuster. it certainly looks overly produced for for absolute sure yeah I mean like there's a lot of like none of the (laughs) Michael Keaton is he anywhere near that set yeah like because I I also like you see screenshots people share like you know Michael Keaton like yeah the Michael Keaton Batman costume has always just looked goofy and rubbery Dumb. yeah but like you know in the 80s or whatever you could excuse it and like at least the like you know the movie was shot like visually like you know dark and stuff to like hide a lot of the but now it's just it's like he's having like you know fight time in like the middle of the day like you know with the sunlight beaming on him and you could see like every every facet of how cheap the costume looks like it just yeah yeah, yeah like, I, I, think, like I, I get that. I, it's, I don't know. I, I, I think it's, it's like not a, not a great art style. I also have a thing of just seeing Batman in, in the, in the light. 
just doesn't yeah, always just, always weird for me. But when they do it, like I, I appreciate like Ben Affleck's suit and this is like like the like Silver Age kind of like bluish thing that actually looks okay like during daylight. Like it's like what Batman wore color scheme wise like you know like the super friends or whatever like when he's around other superheroes where he like it's kind of blue yeah yeah where like it makes sense for me walking around like why are you dressed out all in black in the middle of the day like it doesn't make a lot of i'm saying that dressed all in black (sighs) and it's just yeah like i said uh batman robert pattinson batman especially he's just he's just an emo kid just an emo kid and he but he he commits he only goes out at night yeah it's it's weird if he dresses up like that and goes out during the day it's it's noticeable i feel like we've already entered this section of the episode but yeah I think it's time for lewis's whoosh kapow corner okay uh fucking i isn't it weird that I'm the it's it's so weird that I'm the four superhero movie person in general like I'm the pro superhero movie person but God Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is one of the worst movies I've seen in a long time it's a real sack of shit it's I, yeah, I did, irredeemable I did not see this no movie as it came out uh, but I I have been relishing all of like the uh, like the, the video essays and like the uh, just the, the, the takedowns because it's like it feels like the cracks are finally breaking through to the masses that yeah no this are bad like to me like like this is the one where i was like this is the the kind of the straw that broke the camel's back for me where i'm like nope there's no the goodwill is officially gone like 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 it that's that's done like after like multiverse of madness was a big disappointment for me it was still like i thought like fine thor uh, not Thor Ragnarok. Thor Love and Thunder is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Thor, Thor Love and Thunder is, is that really I, bad. That is, I, I still have not seen, yeah. but I'm like, I I know that when I do, I'm like, I'm, I'm saving up all of my... Wakanda my Forever, for all intents and purposes, like, should have been a slam dunk, like, perfect movie, and it's good. It's good, sure. That I attribute mostly to Ryan Cooper. Yeah, it's, he made it, yeah, he made it yeah. good in spite of Disney and Marvel. He, yeah, <laughs> but this movie is... I mean, it, a movie is so generous. It's 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 a just a piece of garbage. It it's the ugliest thing I've ever looked at. Like, and oh god, and I saw it in IMAX 3D. I I wanted to fucking kill myself. It was horrible. It makes no fucking sense. It's not funny. Uh, there. I mean, I probably giggled like three times maybe over the course of it. But like, it's it's it 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 it's it's unbearable no good character work at all uh just and it's just you should be able to look at the the movie i i i know i um i've i've seen like some some videos get circulated on twitter and stuff and it's like we'll get into like you know the story behind like you know how how miserable the VFX teams yeah. are and how how horrible working on these movies is and how and like I don't want to like say like yo because this movie looks so bad and looks so so shitty and like you know make it seem like it's their fault. It's like no, they 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 they're doing what they can under these constraints and in these yeah. these run times. Like yeah, no, it's not. I don't begrudge anyone who has to like do VFX on this movie. Like the people working on this know that it looks shitty and like they're they're being rushed to meet deadlines. It's just like mm-hmm. yeah, what it's like. I, I I put all of the blame of that on like you know on like the corporate oversights for like you know lo- looking at this and being like yeah we can release that like it just really feels like you know 
there's just no filter anymore. And I, I, I was saying to you before, like I, I watched, um, I was watching the fucking the 2000s Fantastic Four movies like a, a few weeks ago. And it's like, yeah, those are really bad and embarrassing and pathetic. <laughs> but like there came a point where I was I was watching it. I was like, you know what? At least they're they're in a set uh, for a laboratory. They're wearing superhero costumes that are actually real. And I'm like, is that really the bar that we're at right now? Yeah. Where it's like I'm complimenting that the movie had sets and costumes. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, fair enough. I, I, I am, I, I really, I'm, I'm genuinely like, I, I keep wanting to say like I'm concerned, but that's not actually true. I'm, I'm, I'm not concerned. Um, but like, you know, like, I, you, you have no more concern for the well-being of this series. Anymore. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm completely unconvinced by it. Like, I, I have no reason to believe it's going to be good going forward. I. <sighs> I, I like certain things here and there and realistically because I'm so attached to these properties and these characters I'm I'm totally like suckered in I'll probably give them a chance at some point or sometime I'll probably even go see them in the in the theater but like I just like I critically as far as that goes like I feel like I've really like given a lot of grace <laughs> as far as the MCU has been uh, concerned as of late. And like, I'm just, I'm out of it. Like I, 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 my optimism about their, their future films is, is pretty low. Like the Marvels is coming out soon and we'll get to that, uh, whatever. And like for it should be a movie I'm really excited for. Like, I really love Captain Marvel. I really like Miss Marvel. I like, all did you really love the movie? Be. Like, did you? No, 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 not Captain Marvel the movie. Um, oh. I, I liked the movie. I thought it was fine. Um, I, I really love the character though, and I really love Miss Marvel, and I, I love that character a lot. Monica Rambeau, I think, is cool. And I um, love but I Brie Larson, but like, I think we when we were watching that Fast and Furious trailer, we we're like, is her job now just to be Captain Marvel in, in things? In, yeah, because yeah. it just seemed like that same type of character, like a kind of like you know snarky, but I'm like, I'm a woman, and I can. I can punch things too. And it's like, it really is sad that yeah. like she went from being like, you know, Sundance indie darling winning Oscars. And then it's like now her career trajectory is just like, yeah, it's like, what else do you have to look for? You won your Oscar. Now just go get your bag. And I'm like, sure. Get, get paid. I really just wish it's like, she's also now like the face of like MRA hate sites. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I guess her and like Ugh. Kelly Marie Tran and, uh, Daisy Ridley and uh, and the woman and the girl who plays who's playing Ariel in the live action Little Mermaid. It's really sad. Don't get involved in these movies if you're a woman or if you're anyone. If any, honestly, just don't get. Yeah, I guess the the lesson we should be learning now is don't get involved because in, apparently. Uh, we're not the only ones who feel so negatively about this movie. And wow, we really got into it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's had the worst second week drop in MCU history as far as box office goes. Uh, yeah, it made like oh, like a hundred and something million, like a hundred five or something on fine. the first. It's like good first weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, it's like they're usually they're used to you know making like hundred and seventy million. Yeah, they weekend, they usually perform like, on like the upper end of of average when they're average. You know, so yeah, this is like so, yeah, middle pretty, of the pack. <laughs> yeah, but the yeah the fact that it's like oh it's a hundred million, it's like oh that's a failure to them. Now. Yeah, because yeah. it's like and then in the yeah the second weekend drop it went from like a hundred and something million to. 
30 million second weekend. It's like, yeah, that's a huge drop. It's already in the it's already in the tiny theaters at the back of the Alamo. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is probably when I will go see it if when it's in like the, the two person theaters that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I there there's the other bit of news that came out about this movie um, and it was just about it was like, the most obvious news that I've yeah, ever heard. It's, it's not shocking at all. So, I mean, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever came out in November. This this released early February, mid to early February. Um, and it turned out that like a lot of the resources for Ant-Man VFX wise were diverted uh, for Wakanda Forever. So kind of explains why it looks so ugly. I, I still like I still can't imagine like just art direction wise, like what was going on there. Like there's an absence of art direction, I think, in it all just looks Quantumania. like brown it just, CGI goop. Yeah. It's it's ugly. It's just the aesthetic. It's if I Spy had to Kids name 3D. it, would just be I, ugly. I see Spy Kids 3D and Sharkboy Lava Girl gifts being it's, shared around. It's a more movie. accurate comparison than that that like clip people got like i think that people even realize it, it really does look that bad but i i don't actually think i think for its time that movie looked better than this movie does now this movie is is inexcusable for a studio of this size and of this magnitude and not to fucking mention for a a franchise that like has been built on the back of its like overarching story like on on its thing that you should something this fucking important like introducing your main like thanos like villains of the world is in this piece of shit fucking movie what the fuck is going on that they allow this to happen yeah it feels like they were like all right what the only selling point for an ant-man it's like all right we gotta have kang as the villain and in that because that this feels it's like, like a top like a top level problem because like fucking casting jonathan majors as kang is a great move it makes sense it's it's really smart he's an amazing actor he's doing great things with that role like there's like little pieces in there that like are working well but i think like top level creative i it must be a leadership thing it is crumbling I think it's I think and there's it's, no reason for it. They should just give the appropriate money to make these things good. And it yeah. seems to be what it would come down to. If the issue is that there's not enough people pay more money to get more people, you shouldn't have to worry about diverting funds. These movies print fucking money and they do more so when they do well. So just spend the money. Like what? What's happening? Like why? What is the hesitation? <laughs> yeah, I, I think I see this. Uh, and we'll get into this like I think just Disney in general has like you know this top down mandate type of feel to it with everything that they uh, are involved with right now uh, but yeah so the I guess we're, we're I guess if that's we're at the end of the, the Aquaman discussion yeah. uh, no no we'll move on to the Aquaman yeah. discussion sorry now. about that I feel, yeah, I feel yeah. like I really no, went I really, off during that one no no like, I feel like oof. this is I feel like you know it was a thing that needed to happen. It was a little like therapy need- for me there. Yeah. yeah. Aquaman 2 has reportedly had uh, test screenings and it is being called the worst DCEU <laughs> movie. It's like we just keep we just keep it's, going lower. Um, it's so great. <laughs> and there are people so like, oh, you know, there. they're just test screenings. The movie's still in pre- like, you know, early production. Don't go by, you know, what they say in, in test screenings. They're, you know, they're not usually like, you know, up to the standard that they do when they release but it's like at this point what faith do i have yeah. that they're gonna turn this around no, by, yeah. by, the, by the what the next what when does the movie come out like the end of the year they're gonna be able to like take the, they're not gonna be able to do anything for this like, yeah because <laughs> the worst dcu movie it happened many times already 
it was it was Suicide Squad, and then it got beat by Justice League, I mean, and then that got beat by Black Adam. If like, you're willing to just throw away and Wonder movies, Woman too, like that was yeah. also. <laughs> but if you're willing to just throw away movies like Batgirl, which they said was because it wasn't up to the quality, like this is the worst any movies ever test screened. Yeah, like, but it's also it's like yeah, wh- wh- the fact why that, are we still? Is it a Jason Momoa relationship thing? Like, yeah, why fact, are we entertaining this? And the fact that Batwoman was that bad that they scrapped that they just canceled the whole movie. It's like. Yeah, I believe that they have it in them to make the worst movie and just just to just keep putting it out. Also, Shazam 2 just like that um, movie comes out in like less than a month and it's like uh I I barely know. I've seen Redfield trailers more times than I Shazam. heard a child boo. At Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> That's great. That's so yeah. awesome. I I literally heard that happen. I forgot what movie it was in front was of. Was it in front of Ant-Man? No. Fuck no! It was it was yeah. in front of Ant Man because that was the most crowded theater I'd been in a long time. Uh, yeah, it was it was Ant Man. They showed the Shazam trailer and the the trailer like ended and it like went to black. And I'm probably exaggerating in my head, but like two seconds passed and I just heard boo. And it, was, it was a little kid and it was great. That's great. Uh, like the kid who was sitting next to me during Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> I love jaded, jaded, jaded yeah. film bro kids. Yeah, you know it's because because we we help go in with this expectation like oh just like kids will just watch to watch anything like these are movies and when, that's when people want to excuse like why Thor four is such a, a dumb bad movie with bad jokes like oh it's it's a movie for kids you know <laughs> like you know kid these, these you're not your target audience you're not part of the demo anymore it's for kids it's like yeah even kids are smarter like they realize that these are bad. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, but also yeah, like Shazam two comes out in what like less than a month, and it's like I, I have not seen weeks, any yeah. promotion. I saw Zachary Zachary Levi. I was trying to find it, but like he had like some sort of like Instagram like or Twitter video that he put out where he's talking about how like you know like the future of the DC franchise, and he's like he seemed very exasperated, and he's like you know I trust James Gunn and all this stuff. And I guess he must have been like informed that I guess they won't be continuing with Shazam. With Shazam it's like yeah. yeah, that's a, that's a promising sign for this movie that's coming out soon. Now, and this and it just look it looks terrible. Every superhero movie that look that's coming out right now just looks I, so embarrassing. I it think looks the Flash looks fine, which is I I know like yeah, but yeah, I I I, I hear it, man. But speaking of of things no one wants to watch, uh Hellboy the Crooked Man uh, was announced this week. They're taking another fucking crack at it after the David Harbour disaster. Uh, they just cast Jack Kezzy as Hellboy. Don't know who that is. Uh, he's just a dude. When I when I googled him, um, they got Brian Taylor, who directed Crank, attached to direct, and Mike Mignola, who did the comic book, um, is uh, writing this script with Chris Golden. Um, and so Mike Mignola doing it is good. The Crooked Man is like, I think, one of the better regarded uh, stories from the comic books. Uh, but God, I mean, the, the I'm really surprised that they're just diving right back into Hellboy. Uh, I mean, I think it's because like, well, leading into the next story, Guillermo del Toro had set such like, you know, there's like a good foundation where it's like, yeah, Hellboy can work as movies, but it's just yeah. like, I guess we just got to like try to find some sort of way to make it, I guess, somewhat doable. I, I don't know. I think you need. I, I don't think need- they figured out how to make it visually palatable. Like, like, I think that that's that's where it goes. I think not everyone can really pull off what Guillermo del Toro can do and like it's so easy to suspend your disbelief for his designs and his universe 
it didn't feel that way with uh david harbour in in whatever that makeup was uh, yeah that like, that movie i i've still not seen it i i don't think i i haven't i I, I own it i think you own it i might own it in like redbox i know you were just rifling through all my uh movies with your friends you own literal snuff gone. films and that's the one that i'm disgusted at you for owning i don't own literal snuff i do own simulated snuff films for sure <laughs> Um, one so convincing so you know we talked about the guinea pig movie this is just a a quick fun story the guinea pig movie apparently charlie sheen watched the second one at some point was convinced it was real and called the cops uh that's like an urban legend that gets (laughs) gets passed around a lot i always think that's really funny Um, uh yeah uh while we're talking about some Guillermo del Toro properties uh so to speak uh we got news on what his next project with Netflix is going to be he's developing a stop motion feature called the buried giant good no yeah this is the one where it's like all right I'm I'm gonna allow myself to be excited about a movie because I get Guillermo del Toro developing a new Stop motion animated movie with Netflix. I mean, Pinocchio was just a fucking banger. Uh, I trust what he's doing. And it feels like, like, so this is, is based on a, a fantasy novel by, by Kazuo Ishiguro that is like, uh, this feels like the thing where it's like, all right, I'm going to do the, but the Pinocchio seems like, oh, this would prove proof of concept. Like, all right, yeah. I'll take this, you know, familiar tried and true story and I'll make, you know, this, you know, absolute masterpiece of an animated movie out of it and then it's like that's my my proof of concept that's my go to be like all right now i'm going to do i'm doing the real shit yeah and you know what like one i know how much Guillermo del toro loves kazuo ishiguro so like i'm excited for him that he's like making this happen but also kazuo ishiguro is fucking shit and i'm gonna cry so much in this movie i've never read the buried giant i'm actually i might not before the movie comes out i might like want to just like ingest it this way (laughs) but like i i fucking this is gonna be so this is gonna save cinema again yeah it's gonna be great every time marvel kills cinema a new savior cinema must come yeah God, we really need this. We we put this in a good spot. This is good. Yeah. We needed the pick me up at this point because it's gonna get bleak from here on out. Yeah, this is the part where I get to go now on my my like loss of innocence rant about like you know the the the, the things that the corporations have taken from me. Uh, Disney has announced now. Okay, a couple of sequels <laughs> to to some of their their properties. Um, Frozen three. Like okay, fine, whatever, make it. Who cares? I think we all kind of assumed. Yeah. I mean, I have not seen Frozen 2, but like apparently like what the like the story behind that movie where it's like, yeah, the movie was like six months away and they like didn't know what the story was going to be or something like that. I, I would argue that the movie came out and no one knows what the story was. That movie sucks shit and I don't know how it was so successful, but my wife loved it. <laughs> you gotta say that because she you, she could hear us. In the yeah, other and I think she's valid for it. All right, uh, and then we got uh, Zootopia two, uh, Tuzopia, as <laughs> Tuzopia, um, which like I guess sure find that like yeah, take a chance and make a Zootopia, whatever that could look like again. And then this is this is the this is the downer. This is just like toy story five they just they just fucking went and did it they're just like they're just like so literally beating a dead horse at this the, point and it really feels like because four on its own was already enough of like all right you're really stretching this like you gotta be done with this at this point point. and it seemed like oh they were honoring that at least for a little mm-hmm. bit they're like all right we're gonna make the Lightyear movie 
as like you know a way to like all right let's keep this franchise still going but like you know we'll make it a different continuity different actors so that way it's not yeah. tied to the original story and then once that flopped it just felt like all the, the gloves were off it was like fuck it just make the fifth movie who cares we need the money like <laughs> it's really i want to see at this point because like i i was i you know I, I was sick from home for work for the other day like uh last week and the only things that i do when i uh am sick in bed and i can't really and i want to watch stuff the only things I can really like, you know, pay attention to and keep my uh, attention while I'm, you know, in that state is uh, like Disney and Pixar movies. I do the like, same thing with the Evil Dead franchise. <laughs> yeah. yeah, two very different sides of the spectrum. <laughs> but yeah, I watched uh, what was it? I watched the Toy Story movies and like three. I, you know, of course, love that movie. And it's like, you know, very emotionally resonant. But like there came a point where I like once they got to the ending and we got to like, you know, the sad emotional send off, I was less like. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really hit the same because, you know, that you, there's going to be more like so that it, it's one of those things where it's like when people say like, oh, you shouldn't like, you know, if a movie gets a sequel or something and it's bad or if a sequel or a remake happens, it's like, oh, the original movie still exists and you can still go back to that. It's like, but it now existing it retroactively kind of ruins the emotional impact of it because it's like it takes away like the finality of it. It's like if there if there's more after that, then it's like, all right, it, it makes you your emotion feel like yeah, you don't need to like, you know, if you don't need to let go. I, I get and that's the whole that, point like, of the series. You can't, you can't the unlearn movie, things. The end of the yeah. movie, the series, like the, the thesis statement of Toy Story 3 is like, you know, like, you know, passing the things that you held dear in your childhood, learning to let go of them and moving on into adulthood. And now it's just like we're just going to keep going back to it. I do it just, find, though, like for, for things like that, it definitely changes how you remember something. But when you actually go go back to like sit down and experience it again like you get you do get caught back up in it like like the piece is still there like what's really being affected is the memory of of the no thing. yeah and i think that like there are still i still think that in toy story 3 the the scene that i think hits the most still is the one where andy's mom just looks around at the empty room like that's the only part that i'm like i will still get just as emotional but like the 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 ending when he gives them away it's like i feel like that that kind of doesn't have the same impact as it did. When do you, th it, when do it you think out. it would be better off just like ending where I mean, like, I guess that that is like the more like probably like emotionally impactful ending. But you kind of like have to understand like why they would they would have that like little thing of like they go on and they live like other lives with other kids and like they get to be happy because like it's a kid's movie. and Like you have to yeah. kind of bring that home in the end. But like for emotional impact you're right the thing to do and i think that's what you were saying and maybe i'm just extrapolating off of it but the thing to do is just fucking end it as andy's mom is looking at the room just cut the black <laughs> fucking well i think like, letting the you know it's about the toys to let them have their own like they get to you know have yeah. their have their closure yeah. with andy it's like what are we doing for a fifth movie it's like if the movie doesn't the movie's got to end at this point where like Andy's like on his deathbed and he's dementia ridden and then like the toys dementia like, and then the, yeah the toys like they're like oh well since like this is the point where like you know we could this we is can, like the we kind can reveal of ourselves to him and like it won't like <laughs> these are the kinds of like theories about movies you would read on like newgrounds.com yeah I'm also like all right what's that I, I've actually come up with my own uh with my own fanfic plot of Toy Story 5 so I feel like the only other I guess somewhat loose ends that we can tie up. Find some way that Lotso and Stinky Pete meet up. Like maybe Stinky Pete gets thrown away in the, in, in the garbage that Lotso, the garbage truck that Lotso is attached to. And they like bond over their shared hatred of Woody and Buzz and the gang. And then they like team up to get their revenge.
And then they like use like the Sid's garbage toys or whatever. Like bring all of the fucking hallmarks like, you, you back. You just want them to make a shit post movie. <laughs> like you just want them to make a fucking movie. And then, I said, yeah, and then movie. the ending of the movie is like, yeah, Andy is old and he's dying. And then that's when the toys like reveal themselves to him and they like lay next to him as the fucking beeper flatlines. Like that's the ending of the series. You can't do anything more after that. <laughs> Oh god. Yeah, it's just like I feel just so defeated at this point. And it's like I'll still see it. Like this is just one of those things where it's like I just I I gotta just know. Like I gotta know what Yeah, happens. no, you of course. I gotta know how they're gonna do it, what they're gonna do with it. It's gonna be me for the rest of my life with these for the fucking Marvel MCU movies. movies. No, I yeah. feel like yeah, that's that's my I'm, I'm caught. Yeah, that's my yeah. that's my area where it's like I still they still have their claws in me about something that I like I can I can recognize it that it's like this shouldn't happen but I'm like I I gotta I gotta see it through to the end, yeah. um, but it's like yeah I, I feel like most of the rest of other Pixar magic like that is has died for me like it's like I don't need to see hey, at least this. you're not a Toy Story ten like yeah. some franchises yeah Fast Ten yeah. Fast Jesus Ten your seatbelts <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna see the the element movie. I don't care about that. Don't give a shit. Completely, like I don't care about Pixar anymore. Like I'll I'll believe it. Like when it comes out and people tell me it's good, like yeah. I'll I'll maybe consider it. But but yeah, but even like I I, I will get off of the Pixar thing at some point. But I'm like, there's a point where it's like it's not even just like oh I grew up and it's like oh like you know animated movies have progressed past. No, the point, it's but definitely not that. No, because yeah. because I <laughs> also again in my sick days I watched. Classic era of Finding Nemo and Ratatouille and Up and those movies that was a real like we're doing different <clears throat> things like we because the reason why Toy Story 1 was as successful as it is is because it was going against the grain of what Disney was doing at the time it wasn't a 2D animated movie it wasn't like a musical it wasn't a fairy tale so it's like they were you know pushing the envelope by telling different types of stories all of their everything they're doing right now from Disney and, and Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars is like it's all of the things that you would expect from from them like they're not taking any sort of like artistic risks or doing anything new or different yeah yeah you're just like you know all right yep that's i'm with you yeah yeah speaking of other (laughs) sequels and franchises that are being dug up from the grave you gotta take this one alone because i know nothing about any of this uh i just saw was it they there's gladiator 2 has been announced uh ridley scott is gonna return to direct uh paul mescal is in talks to play the lead uh release date 2024 i guess that that's all i really have on the movie right now i'm like not even positive i've seen gladiator i like i think i have you just it just runs together in your mind with all of the other like you know 90s and 2000s like epic yeah like historical is like yeah it's just yeah yeah i mean why at this point like why do we feel like now it's like all right gladiator 2 this feels like like you remember when like Sicario got a sequel? Like it just feels yeah, like it's not a real yeah. thing. Like I feel like these types of or series. Like, uh, sorry, Pacific Rim. Yeah. Well, I mean that's like at least a franchise thing. I feel like serious movies yeah, where sure. when can't can't have like. I'm sorry, sequels. Guillermo del Toro directed Pacific Rim one. That was a serious yeah, that, movie. Well, yeah, but that it was, was a also serious film. It was. And then we got Drew Goddard, the fucking basement dweller, fucking ninety nine cent dollar store, fucking wish dot com. Guillermo del Toro making the sequel. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it I, was it wasn't the same caliber. Yeah, but it's like it's still like it's an action blockbuster franchise. But mm. like with with Gladiator, it's like I feel like, yeah, like serious movies 
like they don't just they don't get legacy sequels like, i also don't even try i'm sorry like i fuck ridley scott man i just his movies are so bad lately like he's just made like terrible movies and then like and which is fine and like you, you like you are allowed to make bad movies but then don't go be a dick about everyone else's movies like in in the or press everyone he's not seeing your, or, yeah. or everyone not seeing your bad movies yeah really buddy like get the fuck out like you're just making shitty movies like don't take it out on us like we're trying our fucking best here but like there's only so much we could support sorry that right after the pandemic we weren't eager to go see the fucking rape movie that you made oh my god sorry that jared leto in <laughs> the whale makeup didn't get an oscar <laughs> i forgot that was him too yeah one right after the other. like they were like a one-two punch yeah. like one yeah, you're, you're making dog shit like it's it's <laughs> it's why no one wants to see it it's not like a weird thing that's happening we're like oh we're stupid we don't understand yeah. good movies no anymore. you're the problem just, in this situation yeah um uh, okay so now let's move on to like the ending of uh, the episode so we're gonna wrap up by going through the 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 sag awards and then we'll talk about the movies that we watched in this month of the theater um so at the sags a couple of uh of at least some pleasant surprises uh jamie lee curtis won supporting actress um brendan fraser won best actor kiwa kwan of course won supporting actor and then michelle yo won best actress and everything everywhere won ensemble seems like an everything everywhere sweep for this year it won yeah SAG and that all seems these other- to be the vibe online yeah and it's like, yeah, it's just like, yeah, it's just, it's going to happen. And it's like, you know, it feels deserved. And then there's people who are like this, like who are trying to like find ways to like make the movie seem problematic where it's like, oh, uh, this movie glorifies the IRS. And it's like, um, try, try harder guy. Like you can't, yeah, not everything yeah. could be a controversy. <laughs> yes. Like, ah, uh, it's, they, they really tried this year with everything everywhere all at once. And like, I'm sorry, it, it was really hard to in earnest and with the aggression that some people like you cannot like come out with that aggression and not look like an asshole like <laughs> like it, there's just there's no version of it where you come out like as the hero and like that's what's that was the balance everyone was trying to strike like how can i attack this genuinely like well-meaning movie that touched a lot of people and meant yeah. a lot to a lot of people and because because a lot of people like it and like seemingly because like people like really like felt something for it and because you cannot deny like the artfulness of it or like the technical skill that it took to make, you can't deny the talent that that went into it. And and ju- it's it works so well as a fucking movie. Just like I think, at, dude, at, my at brother liked level. this movie yeah. a lot. He, my brother, is the type of movie like I I saw it with him in the theater uh, this past month. Uh, I guess we could yeah, yeah, yeah. Know, well, we could well. lead this into like the movies that we saw this month. But I saw this movie again in the theater. Um, I actually went on a whim, like I went on my own, and then like my brother and his friend just showed up to the same theater. Like we did not plan to see it together. They just like <laughs> they happened to be there, so he was because i wanted to see it again in the theater because i remember i we did the best of the year list and i was like you know very you know favorable towards the movie i didn't put it on my list though just because i was like you know i didn't really like you know it didn't hit me like that same way and i was like i want to see it in the theater again and see like how things would change and of course second viewings of this movie do wonders like it just yeah. is a thing that just keeps you know, you know you see like all the added nuance and like all of the you know different angles and like things you didn't notice the first time and like you know how it deepens like you know the character layers uh and and stuff and also just 
it's an awesome movie to watch it just on a pure like visceral level like it's just like it's exciting and action-packed and like you new and unique and different and it's just like yeah and yeah like my brother who's like he i was imagining like i was like oh he's gonna be like dude they're fucking rocks this is stupid <laughs> or like dude they got hot dogs on fingers this is the dumbest movie you like this you're stupid but no like he was like you know genuinely into it and like you know really like and i'm like that's that's the type of uh the the power that this movie has is that like it made my brother like it who he only watches like animated movies and like you know and and uh mike style coming of age sundance movies which is yeah yeah high school i was so surprised when you went to see this the first time and you you like weren't that into it because I was like, this seems like a like a slam dunk kind of Mike movie. No, yeah, I did. Like it, it does. I, I was like, yeah, I did like it, but I think it was just like I was just like a little too overwhelmed at the the first time. I didn't really get yeah. to like fully take in everything. A lot of the stuff like I was like trying to like keep up with, and it also just it was a very long movie. I saw it very late at night, and I had a very rowdy crowd that made it kind of annoying, like in the atmosphere, like. And, and it wasn't like people like genuinely enjoying it. It was like, you know, people like, you know, man, this movie's so stupid. Like this movie's dumb. And they're like laughing yeah. at it. And it was like it just kind of diminished the like, you know, the intended effect of the movie. But but, yeah, no, seeing it again and in like, you know, an environment where it's like, you know, the theater wasn't as packed. It was like, you know, a very like, you know, I was able to like, you know, engage more directly with the movie. But I also had like some people there who were like genuinely excited about it. So yeah. that was like a good feeling. Um, but yeah, no, the movie was great. And, uh, and I'm, I'm very happy. Like it, 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 I said, it's not my favorite movie of the year. It's no, it's yeah. not like, like, but I, it is the one where it's like, I'm happy that this is going to be the, yeah. the best picture movie. Because, I mean, like, you know, even if it's not your favorite, like it's an excellent film. It's just like, like top to bottom, like a really well-made impressive like what a and it gave like you know given so many opportunities to like not even just like you know people of different culture and stuff but like actors who have been like working for so long and like never got their due yeah like michelle I mean, like, the, the story the, of the, the, the Kwan is and and, and jamie lee curtis even like and, you and michelle yo yeah, yeah for sure speaking of michelle yeah, yeah so you want to talk about what you saw yeah i i so amc does things for bums like me who have nothing to do in the middle of the day and i saw uh crouching tiger hidden dragon uh which what, i've what i do, what, thought i had seen but i now realize i had not yeah were they did they release this for any specific reason or was it just like michelle yo appreciation week or something like probably that? just the michelle yo connection it 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 like amc does do uh like five dollar fan favorites and sometimes they're moving movies that came out like seven eight months ago and sometimes they're movies from the early 2000s or, or the 90s or, or whatever uh, and this time it was crouching tiger hidden dragon i was like oh i could go for like a kung fu flick why not and and so i I went on down to the Port Chester AMC. Um, Giving come, away our location. Yeah, no, just so come you, find me. No, it's, talk to me at the Port Chester AMC. Come see us. Yeah. At, come, come watch a movie with I, us I spend too much time there. If you go there, there's a good chance you'll run into me. That is, it'll be like, that's of interest It'll be like you. when I went to uh, Alamo Draft House at Yonkers, and I just my brother just happened to come to the yeah. theater at the same time as I did. Small town, man. We didn't plan on it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. and and you know what uh what a fun movie uh probably def- I'm definitely the best ang lee movie i've ever seen uh by a fucking mile uh i i think i, I mean, totally I like get why brokeback mountain but like yeah i i, I yeah, did see yeah. this movie I, Wait, I, was ang lee brokeback mountain yeah you know brokeback mountain might be better you know i i, I didn't realize that was him 
Hmm. Well, okay. Never yeah. mind. I I, I revised my all and I my really opinions. do love Life of Pi. Like I watched that movie when I when the week I had COVID, and I was just like on my big TV with like the 4K. I was like, wow, this is just like magnificent. <laughs> oh, I do not care for that film, but I I I think I'm a minority on that one. Hmm. But yeah, no, I I saw this movie maybe like you know I don't know like ten years ago or so or something like when I was a teenager, and I just watched like every. Uh, like you know best movies on imdb list yeah and i was yeah. like all right i'll see this and i guess i just i don't know i probably i did probably didn't get it at the time i was just probably like i thought i was like oh this kind of looks silly and like i don't really understand it so i guess it, i don't think it like hit with me but i certainly know like if i watch this now i'm sure i would love it yeah no it was great definitely like worth it to go to the theater um the, those fight scenes are so cool like they still look really cool and like just like a really it's such a loving depiction of those kung fu movies like like Ang Lee, like I totally get why Ang Lee became uh, a commodity uh, after this movie came out because like it, it's such a a like a visually beautiful and like loving depiction of of kung fu movies, modernizing them without like bastardizing them and like like really like maintaining like the weirdness of it, like the but like also like not shying away from like like the, the way that they float in the air like it's so easy to yeah like, like that was the thing as a kid where yeah. i was like this looks stupid like i was like oh that looks fake and i'm like now i'm older i'm like it's it's like a loving send-up to like movies of that genre yeah and, and it style, looks fucking so. cool and like when you can like remove the stick from your ass and like yeah really just enjoy it like it it is really interesting and like they're fighting in ways that you just never see and like especially like action movies now in america are so you know like 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 you can kind of see it like trying to be john wick or whatever they shy away from from the action in a lot of cases and in that time even more so i think when that movie was coming out i think we were seeing a lot of it especially with those like direct to dvd action flicks that we were getting constantly um so yeah, I, it, it it was great. Uh, really glad I got the chance to go see it. Yeah, you see that. And so and another, um, I guess uh, another classic that I saw in the theater uh, was uh, was Possession from nineteen eighty three. Andre Zularski is that? No idea. Not, that sounds right. But yeah, you know, it's uh, Isabella Johnny and Sam Neill, and uh, the movie uh, certainly has been gaining a reputation in like you know recently. Like I seen that that clip of the subway freakout going around. Yeah. That was the main thing I knew about the movie. Jack covered it on RMR. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. I, I don't remember he, it either. But he keeps saying it. So I yeah, he did. Yeah, <laughs> it was probably one of the old uh, Lost to Time episodes. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it was. I've certainly seen that like that scene like because I I figured I was like oh that's the scene of the movie like that's the standout moment where everything like you know gets so heightened and stuff Uh, I didn't realize that the whole movie is like that like it's not just like this one isolated scene like the whole movie is just like heightened emotions and tension and like (laughs) screaming and freaking out and it's like it was so much it's like literally watching a nightmare. It, it's it's so stressful and and like constant and and, and the way that barely the camera makes sense around, it does make sense but it barely yeah makes and sense. like the way that like the camera moves around the characters like even in like you know the mundane apartment settings it's just like it's so like sw- like swirling around them and it yeah just like feels everyone so like lives unnerving. in an asylum and they're all like visiting each other's like little asylums it's uh, like and then like as soon as like they're in private like they're just spinning out of control like it's it's great it's it's, it's yeah there's so much that like I didn't expect from the movie one i didn't expect it to be in english honestly i thought it was like you know a foreign movie i thought the same thing when i first watched it <laughs> yeah but like 
there was also so like I didn't expect like so much of like like visceral ho- like I was expecting it to be like I thought it would be like all like psychological stuff like I didn't expect there to be like you know like monster effects <laughs> but yeah like, I really was like not so many so much effects. like yeah but I don't want to give too much more away of the movie especially because it's like a movie that like he doesn't really need to be like explained. No. It's just like, it's just like it's watch vibes. it and ex- experience just like the dread, the 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 craziness of it. <laughs> yeah. Um. One other movie that I did see in the theater this month was uh. You know, I wrapping up uh seeing all of my best picture movies of the year. Mm-hmm. Um. And I went and saw Triangle of Sadness at the Alamo. Um. And it was a movie like I I had every reason to think like oh you know what I'll probably like you know at least somewhat enjoy this like in some ways. And I was I was liking it for maybe like the first act, like the movie like is structured. There's like three like definitive acts of mm-hmm. the movie. The first act is like, you know, the, the two main characters, their their relationship, like them in like the modeling industry. And then like just like the egotism and the narcissism that like these two characters have like in their own personal relationship. And I was like, this is a really like, you know, interesting view into like the lifestyles of like, you know, these types of people. And then the second act is they're on the boat. And it's like, you know, just them like, you know, they're on they're on the yacht and it's like, you know, the, that's where all like, you know, the wackiness ensues, all of the the, the vomiting is where it's like it leads up to that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third act is they're on the island and everybody uh, agrees that like the third act is just the movie just fucking falls apart. Like the movie yeah. just fucking dies. It's, so, they had a good idea for for two acts of a movie and then they were like, well, we got to still have. Yeah, a third and I also just think that like. Even when they're going for like, you know, the the scathing like commentary of like class issues and like, you know, the eat the rich thing. I'm like, it doesn't really just it doesn't go far enough. Like it does. It's it, not enough to say rich people suck anymore. It's such like a. Yeah. yeah no, no yeah. It's just yeah. like it, it just feels like it kind of going about it in just this very like kind of surface level tame kind of way. And I don't really think that it has like the bite. Uh, and I feel like it's it's like. It feels like it's this new genre, like the menu and even like Glass Onion, I feel like kind of falls into like the same category where it's just like, yep, uh, rich people are are bad. And it's like, yes, I agree. Yeah. Try to, to come at I, I feel like even the first Knives Out movie, I feel like is more scathing. Yeah, no, and, totally. Like even, it's also more satisfying. Like they let you have more fun with it. Like, I don't think that like glass onion by the end of it you're like yeah fuck them richies yeah because it's like, like it tries to like redeem at all of like the characters yeah. at the end and you're like the first movie would not have done this like yeah. and even like yeah i feel like it went in waves because we had like that era of like eat the rich movies like yeah parasite and joker and knives out like they all came out like the same time and it felt like i feel like all all of those movies are more scathing commentaries like this one kind of feels like you know they're doing it but they're doing it in like you know a, a, a like a, a fun winky kind of way wait joker is that did, did you bring up Joker just now? Yeah, did I? The, no, God. I mean, the movie it at least tries to have some sort it, of it like. It certainly try. It does a horrible job. It like puts like the onus of like oppression on the poor, like on black people in like a weird way. It's yeah. I, I, I think that movie has like the most like asinine and misguided fucking like moral compass. I, I, I have no idea. Like, I, I think that's the main reason why I think that movie's bad is that like I think yeah. like all of its. <laughs> All of its morality makes no sense at all, and not in a fun jokery way, and just like this is dumb, and it mm. seems pretty fucking uh, yeah, racist I, way. I was trying to find some way to like, you know, <laughs> give it some sort of credit, but yeah, no, I thinking about it, right? like yeah, even like yeah, like putting it in the same league as Parasite and Dives Out just feels no. Yeah, yeah, they I, just all came out in the same year, and it just <laughs> that's the only reason. 
They um, sure did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they were all in like Oscar movies as well. <laughs> but yeah, this movie, I wasn't really, I, I, I was, it's probably my least favorite movie nominated for best picture. And, and, and it's not like I hated the movie. Like I didn't think it was horrible. It was just kind of very, it just kind of flopped a little bit for me. It was just a little meh. Um, it's surprising that Elvis isn't that though. Like, cause I did finally see Elvis. Oh yeah. And I yeah. didn't, uh, we were all hyping up how much I, I was going to hate it and how I hate musical biopics. And like, as far as being a musician biopic movie, this one at least like it tries to like, you know, fast forward through a lot of like the more boring traditional biopic cliches like the first hour of the movie is just like this non-stop like we're going to the scene this scene this scene like it just like keeps moving and like you know it's just like this manic energy yeah. but like it gets to a point where it rushes through like so much of the story that like at the midway point it just feels like there's nowhere left for the movie to go and then it just kind of like drags out for the last hour i, I feel like it, it really does and i think this is a problem with a lot of musical biopics it really slows down when his career slows down and so yeah. like, it, and and like you you want that to happen but like I think that Baz Luhrmann did such a good job of God. I can't. I still can't believe that I'm praising this movie and praising Baz Luhrmann in any situation. I can't believe I like this movie uh, as much as I do. I, I really and I really do. It's it's bad um, because fucking Tom Hanks is such a nightmare. And there's just no defending that. Yeah. See, I, I said like if the movie was maybe I don't know like 40 minutes shorter, like you could yeah, have that rapid. Totally, fa- yeah. You could have that rapid pace, kinetic energy, but like. It's got to be a shorter thing. Like the movie is just way too long and Tom Hanks is terrible. I'm like, if he wasn't as bad and like the movie and I see people trying to like, you know, reappraise a Tom Hanks performance where it's like, no, oh, oh no. he's playing like a, a a cartoon villain because that's who he was in Elvis's life. And it's like, yeah, but this is and, and I get that this is like, you know, an over the top movie, but like it's just it's it's just it's bad. And you know what? Maybe it wouldn't be as uh, this isn't fair to him, but maybe it wouldn't be as bad if it wasn't Tom Hanks. You know, if it was someone who wasn't Tom Hanks, who every time I looked at it, I just knew I was looking at Tom Hanks doing a bit yeah. like maybe it would be easier to swallow. It's not his fault, but like his his celebrity like makes it hard for me to accept him doing things like this because he's not an actor who does fun, quirky little character things. Now, he's Tom Hanks. He's America's dad. Yeah. And so like that's what I'm, I'm thinking of him as like him being the penguin. I, I like the Colin Farrell thing. Like it, I, it doesn't phase me, but like yeah, this he became the penguin. Yes. Yeah. And this, he became the penguin, but it's like, he's still Tom Hanks, <laughs> but like uh, parentheses, LOL. Like yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> uh, well, that's, I think we got to end off this episode with the most important movie that we, we saw this month. The one, that, the, the most impactful to cinema is the cocaine bear you fucking idiots you fucking idiots me we're we're fucking idiots that we saw yeah, this no i fucking I, hate me yeah like all every i feel like this I, I think we need i would need to this is the type of movie that i feel like we made the show in order to address because like we mean it we came up with the idea for the show where it's like movies that this were is like, a perfect contender for yeah, like movies that were like episode. like intentionally like mismarketed and sold a, a different movie and now the show has just kind of morphed into like Movies that had like ex- like the marketing materials, like movies that like had a lot of like, you know, marketing tie ins and stuff like that. But this is like classic case example of a movie that was marketed fucking wrong. Like <laughs> the marketing of this movie sells you something that is completely different. They yeah. really sell up like they try to make it like, yeah, like. Everyone who was like hyping up this like it's like all oh, this like cocaine bear is gonna save cinema. It's gonna be the funniest thing ever. It's like this movie is the modern day kangaroo Jack. The bear is not in the movie for like 
50 minutes. <laughs> it is really long. There are so many plot lines and subplots and characters. And there came a point where like I leaned over to you like half hour in and I'm like, I, I don't even want to see the bear anymore. They, they, they kept him out for so long. I'm like, I'm so already done with this movie. I don't care what happens. Even the bear after comes. the bear showed up, I leaned into you and I said, I want to leave. Yeah. Like, I don't, I we don't want to be here anymore. We were really like, can we just, can we leave? I think we could still make the Woody the Pooh movie. <laughs> like the blood and honey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think you were like, what makes you think I want to leave? This bad bear movie after for like an hour of this bad bear movie. Like, like I was like, we could still make it to the Winnie yeah. the Pooh movie. I'm like, I'm not it. like, I'm not gonna get like fool me once. I I can't keep doing this to myself <laughs> in one night. Go see these shitty bear movies. Yeah, this, yeah. This movie, for as much as they want to hype it up, like, oh, this is the most crazy original. Like, you know, we need more movies like this. Is like, this is just a standard ass animal attack movie. The bear being on cocaine does nothing for the movie. It pl- nothing, factors yeah. in nothing. There's not even a fucking POV like trip out scene of like the yeah. bear like going crazy. This that's the easiest thing you could have fucking done and they didn't even do that. <laughs> I mean, it's a bear on cocaine. Do you know what happens when a bear eats cocaine in real life? What actually he happens? Dies. It just dies. He died. The, the real so, the real cocaine bear that this movie's based on. He ate and he ate the, the the cocaine and he died. What happened? Oh no! Can't wait. No, don't shut down. Okay. Oh wow, that was scary. Okay, we'll 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 edit that. No, let's keep it in. The, the The computer almost shut down on its own while we were recording. We were very scared. But um, hold on. Oh god, I I, I know it's still recording. Uh. Okay. All right. Hold on. Okay, now we're good. We're back. Holy okay. shit. That really scared us. That was more Whoa. scary than the cocaine bear. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that, guys. My, my computer just decided it, just decided it was shutting down, and, and I had to tell it, no, don't do that. Uh, but now we're good. We're back. Uh, but yeah, so the, the real cocaine bear just died. Uh, <laughs> he, yeah, there's no movie here. I, I saw someone say, like, that's like making a movie, a slasher movie, where, like, the villain is, like, the drowning guy. That's the villain of the movie. <laughs> well, I mean, like, The Strangers was just, like, people broke into houses at some point. Like, like that was, like, the true story that The Strangers was based off of. So, I, just, <laughs> I, it, like, there's no rules on this. Yeah. But, but yeah, the movie, for as much as it wants to try to be like, oh, this like crazy, like, you know, wacky movie, it's like the movie is oddly self serious. Like, yeah. there's so many like characters and plot lines that like we're sitting here with these characters and listening to their backstories and none of it matters. And then by the end of it, like, they're all hugging, like, oh, you're my real friends. And like, what the fuck is this movie? Like, it's if this also is- not funny. Like, I, like, people keep saying, like, and you know what? It was so funny. I was so surprised by how funny it was. Like it was what such is it, a your mom? this is like a good your mom comedy. I mean, it sounds like it, but like that's. I mean, it's there's no jokes in the movie. It's not a funny movie. And maybe like unless you're just like the kind of person who's like a kid, a little kid said fuck. Like, yeah, that is the, the humor fucking, of the movie. Like, God, there's damn also it. there's a scene where two children discover the cocaine. They literally like eat. An entire blade's worth Which, of it. by the way, I'm down for this. Like, I was like, yeah, let's just have these kids do cocaine and, then, and see what happens to them. And then they do nothing with that. Yeah. They do not show anything. They, they don't show the them. The cocaine co- has no effect on them at all. Like, they're like superhuman children who don't 
don't process drugs in their body. It's really like they they had so many easy opportunities to like, yes, let, we can make it like this wacky thing, but they just don't. It's just this very oddly self-serious outside of like, hey, a bear did cocaine. Isn't that so weird? And it's like. Not really. No, yeah. It's, it's, there it's was a, not that it would be weird if it did something weird, but like, you know, we've seen bears attack people in movies. Like the these attacks aren't aren't that exciting. Like like there is gore. The gore effects are terrible in this. There's a part there are like most of the bear attack stuff is like we're in a fucking 30s like 50s B movie where like characters get dragged off screen and they're like flailing their arms and then like blood splurts out at the camera like that's- but there does come a point in the film where they're like yeah we're gonna show it and like they they start and it's just like the worst like 2013 CG gore there was a part of the movie where you leaned over to me and you're like they got the Ant-Man team to do the yeah, no, I, I, I honestly like people are, are like have literally like propped this up like against Ant-Man is like, can you believe like like they're making movies like Cocaine Bear while they're putting out direct like like Ant-Man? And I'm like, this is this like, is as bad like, as Ant-Man. It's like, well, we should be supporting original cinema. Yeah, this is as ugly as Ant-Man. It's an ugly fucking movie with no like it's seemingly like it, there's no color palette. There's no there's no artistic direction here at all. It is it, it is shot like an NBC fucking multicam sitcom. Yeah, and it's like you can you could do a lot of like you know weird interesting like visual like storytelling stuff with like an idea like this like if you if you gave this idea to like yeah if the i don't know if you made it like like a crank movie yeah like something, something. Like, that. like it's 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 just an anime which i gotta say most animal attack movies are bad so it it's just an average animal attack movie, which is to say it's just a bad movie yeah uh this this was really this movie. It broke something in me. I was yep. like, we need to have like a mass exodus of Rotten Tomatoes reviewers. I'm like, we cannot no allow. No more bloggers. We're done we, with bloggers. Yeah, I'm like, no, we cannot. Go to college. We cannot allow <laughs> these fucking 20-something jaded hipsters to like write like, oh, this movie is so fun and weird. It's like, and then it's like, there's 400 of them yeah, doing that. No. And it gets like a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes. And it like convinces you that like, oh, this is going to be a good movie. And then it's just like. It's just enough. Yeah, it's like we got to stop pretending like studios are out here, like actually trying to make like original cinema. This is just like the most fucking like corporate like type of like bottom tier entertainment. Like stop trying to prop this up as like, oh, this is this is original cinema. It's like, no, go go watch a real fucking indie movie somewhere (laughs) like. Anyway, yeah, that that movie. Yeah, I, 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 I. I haven't been that angry about a movie. Like, even the fucking teenagers that were sitting in the row behind us, they were, like, in the beginning, like, during the trailers, yeah. they were, like, hyped, and they were very annoying. Uh, they were, like, yelling, yeah, like... so the, obnoxious. When the, when the logo came up, when the Universal logo came up at the beginning of the movie, one of the kids behind us just screamed, like, yeah, cocaine bear! And they were dead silent for the rest of the movie. Yeah, no. they were so bored. They were not into it. There was a part, the movie ended... And then there's like, you know, a, a little epilogue scene and the people just got up and they were leaving like there were yeah, people left the, the theater like five minutes before the, the movie ended. The scene, the, the rest the epilogue scene was happening and there were p- people still leaving the theater like nobody cared. I'm, I am I can't I can't understand what people saw in this movie. I, I'm, I'm so shocked by how positive the reviews for this were uh, and, and not even just like the reviews, just 
the react like people on Twitter, like the horror community, like seems to love it. This is guys. I, I, I get it. I love trash. Like, but like, <laughs> I love trash. <laughs> but like, you deserve a little bit better than this. Like, this is, this is like, low better trash. And I'm sorry, like, Elizabeth Banks, like, I appreciate that you're like a, a women, a woman director in Hollywood. And like, there's, there's not enough women directing in Hollywood, but you suck at it. You're a shitty director. She, no, she like, really, no, it's like, I think we're like always like, I feel like we're like, oh, Elizabeth Banks is directing. Like, we feel like that means something because we've seen that. Other, you know, actress turned directors like, oh, that that you yeah. know, has a good turnout. But I'm sorry, but like for her, it's like she's just making like she's making bad movies. The most None standard the studio movies studio, are good. Yeah. The most mm. standard studio movies there are. It's like there isn't really like any sort of directorial stamp on any of this. Yeah, it's it's it, it's plainly it, it visually so plain and, they didn't, and exciting. They did it for his movie that wants to act like, oh, it's so like self-aware and like, you know, it's aware of a job. It doesn't even bother to let Isaiah Whitlock Jr. say she like that's the, that also the easiest thing you could have fucking done. He could have done it like it wouldn't have ruined the illusion of the movie at yeah, all. Really. It's not like there was, there's a fucking TikToker in the movie. There's two, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I think there's two TikTokers. Yeah, not it. only that we need to millennial like the the millennial bloggers need to be removed from from Rotten Tomatoes. TikTokers can't be allowed in movies. Like that's where I draw the line. I like. Do you ever just get sad that you've dedicated so much of your life to movies? <laughs> felt that while i was sitting in this movie yeah, i did like, too because yeah. <laughs> i remember like on the drive home we were like reminiscing about like bad movies and we're like you know what at least they looked like movies it's the same thing i was yeah, saying about the silver yeah. surfer movie where i was like yeah this movie is really bad and embarrassing and stuff but it's like you know what fuck at least there were fucking sets at least the at least they were wearing real costumes at least like the whole movie didn't look like at least, at the least someone cared at least someone cared. Yeah, I believe were, someone cared on that movie. I don't. Yeah, no one cared on these movies. No. Uh, I can't believe that. And you know what? I feel like in like a month's time, this is going to be the exact uh, spot that we're in with with Renfield. I feel like it's going to be the same movie. Like people are going to be people who are like, oh, this is such like, you know, this weird, interesting take on this movie or whatever. And we're like, this is the worst shit ever i will not i think i said this i literally get up out of my seat and leave the theater when the renfield trailer i've comes seen on. him do it yeah I, I i can't it's every movie you can't put it in front of every movie it's really <laughs> john wick comes out in less than a month i have never seen that trailer in a theater once i think i've seen it once <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's oh that's the end of this this ranting. I, I wish Anthony could have been here. I feel like even if he didn't have anything to to add to this conversation specifically, I think he would have his reactions would have been enjoyable at least. Um, but yeah, uh, we'll be back shortly soon with our The Wizard episode. And then uh, and we'll be back next month for the, the next month's iteration of market research. Uh, thanks for listening. And uh, I'm sorry that we've kept you, uh, you know, waiting for so long. But, uh, you know, I, I think that th there wasn't that no one was clamoring for this. Yeah, look, it's we're, all, we're all going through stuff. It's it's the this beginning of the year. The show's for us. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening. Uh, bye. Uh, bye.